all right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean King. How's it going, everybody? Sean, let's talk about some Batman stuff. Yeah, let's do it. So, I don't know if you've heard. I'm sure you have because I've seen so many articles about it. But there are talks of Warner Brothers doing a Joker origin movie. Um, and what's crazy about this is it's not going to be of Jared Leto. They're going to get a different actor to do this movie. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I, so, so I mean, I've, I've heard of this. Like, I, I haven't, you know, I've seen these articles. I haven't, like, dove deeply into any of them or anything like that. But, yeah, dude, dude like, what's going on at Warner Brothers? Like, it just seems like no one there knows what to do or how to do it. Like there's, there's just so much stuff. It's almost like there's just the, the guys are just sitting in the office and they're just like, let's just throw a bunch of ideas at the board and then whatever works, we'll just keep going with that. Cause I mean, we got, we still have the whole DCEU they're trying to make sense of, right? We got Josh Whedon doing his own thing with a Batgirl movie. Now they're talking about doing, you know, a Joker movie. There's still rumors that the, the um, and you might have heard this or not, but that the Ben Affleck solo Batman movie is supposed to be disconnected from, like, the main universe. And even potentially Ben Affleck is not going to play Batman. Like, there's just, there's so much stuff. Like, it just, it's just a mess. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like part of it is like one brother is like, you know what? Let's just make some movies and we'll make some money. Because even in their bad movies, they, they make like a crazy ton of money. Like they don't have their focus yeah, know, in the right place. Eventually, yeah, you think you, I get that. And I mean, you know, they, they, they were able to get away with that with like, you know, a Superman movie, a Batman movie, a Batman versus Superman movie, because it's like those names alone will just draw people in you know what i'm saying like you'll have the true fans who will complain obviously but they'll still come to see the movie even if it's just to come see it just to complain like they're still going to come see the movie you know but like eventually you think if they keep making these movies shit like eventually the general public is going to catch oh up. yeah no definitely the people it's, who it's a matter of time huge fans of these movies yeah, because the people who aren't huge fans of these movies but know, you know, who Batman is, who Superman is, will probably eventually just be like, all right, I'm going to see these movies just because I know these characters, but I don't really care, and these movies are garbage, so why should I keep going to see them? Yeah. Like, it's just... And then this whole thing with, like, talking about making a, a Joker origin movie that's not Jared Leto, obviously it can't be Heath Ledger, it's just like it's just gonna become confusing to a lot of people. Because like, we're, we're I don't know. Potentially, we'll have that... two Jokers at the same time. Because the Joker is supposed to be in other movies. Yeah, he's gonna be in the second Suicide right, which, Squad which and no the, uh, because... the Black Sirens movie. Yeah, and then isn't there a rumor of like a solo Harley Quinn movie with the Joker in yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's it's just like 
Well, I guess here's here's my question. Do you think that besides like, you know, like real fans, right? You know, like true comic book fans, like could a Joker movie work alone? I do. Because even like, with do people care enough about Yeah, them? even with not having true comic book fans, the Joker is a very recognized character, right? Like people not in comic books know who the Joker is. He's probably one of the most famous villains. And that's probably part of the, the thought process is that they can make a Joker movie and everybody's going to see it because of the popularity of the Joker. I feel like that was a big factor in Suicide Squad. Everybody want to see it because everybody loves Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's a very popular character. Um, I guess that's true. That's almost, in my opinion, that's almost part of the problem, though, is the Joker's so popular, and you could do a Joker movie. It's like, I can get behind a movie just about the Joker. Where I have a problem is like, wh- when you do, no, well, cast? yeah, but no, don't give the Joker an origin, because that's one of the things that's very cool about the character is that you don't know where he came right. from. You don't know what his background really is. And there's different comic books. There's different things. There's like the killing joke, you know, where they give you somewhat of an origin. But even in it, he says, you know, when I look back on my past, you know, I see it as multiple choice. So you still don't know what his true story is. Right. And that's one of the best things about the we, character. Yeah, like even um, even in The Dark Knight, like they took advantage of that. Like, you know, one of the coolest things about his character in that movie is when... Every time he goes to tell a story, like, you know, you want to know how I got these scars, like, it's always a different story. And it, it makes you even think, like, does he even know what the true story is? Or has he told himself so many different stories throughout his life that he just truly forgot and doesn't remember because he's just, you know, that insane? I don't know. Would you want to see them go like a uh, like a killing joke route with this? Like, is that what you would want to see? I would. You know, if I was going to see any type of origin with it, if they put it like the killing joke, I mean, at least that's an awesome comic book. That's an awesome story. Like, I would like to see that. I mean, we just saw it um, maybe two years ago. Yeah, the yeah, animated, the animated version. version. Like, it hasn't even been about, yeah. I don't think it was that long. Know. Was I, it that I feel long? Like it's longer than we think it is. Um, but, I mean, it was relatively recent that we saw the killing joke. Um, in an animated movie, um, but I couldn't see them doing that story and making it live action. Although, who knows? Because The Killing Joke was. It wasn't like current times. I, I know the. I heard the Origins movie is supposed to be around 1980, and The Killing Joke could easily be around that time. I don't know what year that story is set at. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it seems very. It 80s-y. does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but if. I mean, are they planning on trying to make this without the Batman in it, though? Like, is that is that their idea, like, to not have Batman in this movie? Because I don't think that would work. Even if they went the Killing Joke route, it's like, well, I, I don't know. I can't, no, I can see, I can get behind the story of seeing the Joker become the Joker, right? That could be a whole movie in okay. itself, seeing his come from, a, like, an average guy to... A crazy psychopath person and seeing that transformation the crazy things you do that could be a whole movie um and you know what if it was any other villain i could almost be like super excited for it like if it was a villain with a defined origin story but the fact that the joker doesn't have one that i, I can't get yeah. behind it but i could see a joker movie in general right like 
if you think of uh, the opening scene in um, Dark Knight, right, with the Joker and the bank scene, right. that was like yeah. damn near the best scene. And the whole trilogy That's almost. Like, it was an amazing, oh my God, how well it was planned. Like, I could get behind a whole movie of just seeing shit like that happen. So I guess would it just you would just want to see like a Joker chaos movie, not necessarily like a Joker like origin story, just just like a a movie of just the the crazy shenanigans he pulled before Batman came onto the scene. Yeah, or even Batman could be on the scene, but he doesn't have to be in the movie. You know what I mean? Joker went yeah. to, uh, went uh, to yeah, Metropolis and fuck shit up over there. I mean, like that's true. Yeah, ah. I don't know, man. Some, the, I guess my biggest hesitation with this is that in order to pull something off like that, they need to have like some genius writers backing them up. You know, like some genius writers, genius directors, like really in their corner. And it just doesn't seem like they have that. So it's like, I don't know. Like it, it has, there's a lot of potential therefore great success but there's also a lot of potential there for just a just a fucking failure yeah definitely and there's the whole factor that i think it's gonna confuse people too um just because there's gonna be two jokers at the same time so you're gonna get average joe fans that go see this movie and be like that's not jared leto like what's going on here um and then you're right. going to have true fans that will come see the movie, but I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat I am where they're a little annoyed that one character that's not supposed to have an origin gets an origin. So, I mean, I yeah. The movie could do well, but I could also see the movie doing, you know, god awful. And I don't I mean kind of to your point yeah. earlier, I don't know how these movies are going to work um without a main hero with it. So like this movie without Batman in it. I mean, you could I would love to see like just like, like you said earlier, just chaos with the Joker. But I mean, there's the Sony yeah. doing the Venom movie. How are you gonna have a Venom movie without Spider-Man in it? Like, there's there seems True. to be like a theme coming along, and I don't know how these movies are gonna do it. Yeah, I was about to say that we're gonna need to revisit that in in, in another ep- in a future episode for sure. Like, do these are will these or do these villain centric movies work? Because again, we got they're trying to make the Joker movie. They're trying to do a Venom movie. They're going to do a Sinister Six movie. We had Suicide Squad, which is the first one of its kind. And from that, it seems like they're trying to spawn more. Like, they're trying to do a Harley Quinn movie. I don't know. So, yeah, we're there's a lot there. And we're going to have to revisit that and in in a, definitely come back to it in definitely. the future episode for sure. Yeah. But anyway, so speaking of Batman, um, and we, we kind of talked. We were talking about the killing joke. Um, they came out with the animated movie, which we saw. It, I guess it was a while ago. I don't know if it, it doesn't feel like it was two years quite that long, but it might have been. I, guess I, thought, I thought about going right? over rather than under. <laughs> I'm rounding up uh, a little that's bit. That's fair. Um, yeah, so we went to see that in the theaters because they had a limited theatrical release of it, which is pretty cool. I don't. I can't remember the last time I saw an animated movie like that in the theaters. Yeah, so that, that was, was pretty nice. That was an awesome experience. Um, yeah. But they also did the same thing for... I think they did the same thing for the Batman Harley Quinn movie, which we both recently saw. We didn't see it in theaters I just looked up the time. date before we hit that. Yeah, it was 
Yeah, it was only like a year. It was July 25th, 2016. Yeah, you crazy. <laughs> um, so, what'd you think, man? So, we got, we got Batman Harley Quinn, right, in the style of Batman the Animated Series, which I know you're a huge fan of. You grew up watching it. I grew up watching it, too. I don't know if I was as big a fan of it as you were as a kid, but I did really enjoy it. I remember Batman Beyond more so than I remember Batman the Animated Series, but I still really enjoy it. But we got it in that style. We got a lot of the returning voices. We got Kevin Conroy as Batman, which to me is the definitive Batman. Um, We got the guy who played Robin slash Nightwing returning to do his voice. We got a new Harley Quinn. What do you think? I I have mixed feelings on it. Um, okay. I liked it for the fact that it was in the, the drawing of like, you know, the animated series, which as you said, I loved. Um, and it was like, I kind of feel like I always want a little bit more in there. And this gave me like a little bit more to it. I like the, they had like the newer drawings, but they had the older, uh, vehicles. Like they had the old Batplane, the old Batmobile, which I thought was really cool. I liked those drawings better. Um, the animated series, the Batman the Animated Series Batmobile is my favorite Batmobile. It's awesome. Time. I love it. Like, I know we had some really cool live action ones, but that one's definitely my favorite. Like that weird, long, like limo looking car with just like two <laughs> seats in it. Like, so great. I love that one. There were anyway, episode in the animated series just about the car and like the mechanic that made it and everything. I don't know if you remember that one. It's a good episode, though. You should I check don't. it out. <laughs> I need to go back and revisit. Yeah, I need to go back and revisit that entire series. Like, I need to go back and rewatch it. I think it's been remastered in HD. So, like, I need to go back and really and, and check that it's out. It's crazy, sure. too. Like, when you rewatch but, you know. it now, like, the stories hold up. Like, they're good general stories in those episodes. Um, which you can't say about, like, a lot of different, you know, superhero cartoons. Sometimes they're a little bit cheesy now. Um, but like some of the stories are like super deep like they have like the origins of like Toothface in there they have a lot of origins and like you like really feel for like some of the characters and for it being like a cartoon show that's a really impressive thing to do it actually won awards for that too I should look up what those awards are we could talk about it in a different episode but it's won awards just for like it's stories alone Um, yeah yeah. rewatch them (laughs) Uh, yeah no I definitely will everybody Rewatch Batman the Animated Series if you never watched it. Or watch it if you never watched it. Anywho, so Batman Harley Quinn, right? Same style, same so, art style. Yeah, I love nice that. to see. Again, remastered and everything. Um, good. I liked, uh, there's a scene, which is a really cheesy scene, but I liked, um, there's a scene in the bar with all like the henchmen, and they're like henchmen from like previous episodes in the show, and I thought that was a really cool like Easter egg thing to have in there. I like the fact that they like reference other things other than just like Batman things. Like they talked about Argus, they talked about the League of Shadows, they um, had the Watchtower for the Justice League, and I mean that scene was actually kind of funny where yeah, Did they really? well I mean they didn't show it. They had them talking to the Watchtower in the car. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah and they're yeah, like okay, name yeah, yeah, all these right. characters, and you got Nightwing there, like no, no, <laughs> like not that guy. That guy <laughs> talks too much. Like it's it was funny and cool to see uh, an animated series almost like show, but it referenced other things in other comic books and stuff. Um, yeah, 
I often forget too that like Batman the animated series. So again, like I I more so growing up watched like Batman Beyond and like the Justice League cartoon. That's what I remember the most. But I often forget that like Batman the animated series like sparked that. Like it leads directly right. into it. I mean it, it it's the same Batman that goes through it the whole thing. Like it's not a different version. Right. So start yeah, with like that, it's, it's not and a then different it went Superman, Superman the animated, the animated series, series and then and then Justice and then they had Justice League. And then they had Static Shock in there too and Batman Beyond in there. Yeah. Um Right. So it, it completely makes sense that like even though this is in the style of like Batman the animated series and it's supposed to be a throwback to that, that he would, you know, talk to the watch people at the Watchtower, like people at the Justice League. Like that makes sense. That's something like I always watch back in the shows and I get kind of how it worked with the, the timeline didn't match up. But like back then I remember watching it because I think I could be wrong. I think Superman overlapped with Justice League a little bit. And like the whole time, maybe not. But the whole time, I remember thinking, sitting there, like, why don't they call these other characters? Or like those times where, like, in Justice League, they're like, oh, Batman's doing his thing in Gotham. I'm like, why the hell wouldn't he be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> um, hey I'm a little bit frozen for Mr. Freeze right now. You guys, you know, you want to pop over here and yeah. help me out, real quick? like, I mean, he's a lone wolf, little but bit still, of vision. Like, it would make yeah. sense to call a him. But a heat vision wouldn't hurt right now, you yeah. know, suits. <laughs> you know, so. but anyways. Um, so there was a lot of things I liked about that. Um, and then there's things that I, I kind of disliked. Like, it was almost a little bit too cheesy at times, which, I mean, brings me up to a point. True. Like, I don't know who the attended audience was for this. Because they had really... Me yeah. either. Yeah, that was that was my thing, too. Like, the whole time I was watching... By the way, guys, spoilers. Um, let's just get this out of the way, right? So every time we talk about a movie or something, I think we're just going to go right into spoilers. Like, we don't... We're not gonna do the whole non-spoilers thing. We're just gonna jump right into it. So, I guess every time, anytime we mention a show or a movie, we're gonna talk about just just assume. Yeah, we're, we're gonna ruin like it for you. So that's if you what haven't we're seen the do. movie, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it without you know knowing what happens, like skip ahead. Um, <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave a yeah. comment. So I was about I was, when we talk about Defenders later. So if you can skip if you haven't seen Batman, don't, don't be. Yeah. See now you're just creating more work than <laughs> do. We'll see how things go. Yeah, but could you I imagine? Like I'd be so pissed off. Like I'm just trying to listen about defenders. I've been, <laughs> I've been right. waiting on that Batman for a while now. <laughs> oh gosh, we're the worst. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, dude, I I was thinking the same thing. Like who, who is this for? Like because it would go from like really cheesy like corny jokes fart jokes to like they had fart jokes yeah yeah and fart then on jokes, the other right? end they straight up had nightwing and, and then Harley on the Quinn other hand having sex like like just straight up sex not well not a but sex like, scene but close, clearly the closest it. you're gonna get to that yeah the closest you're gonna get to that in a cartoon like they go from literally talking about boners to like you said like fart jokes like yeah or they had that it was just like who so who was this for like and there was a lot of cursing in it like there was a lot of cursing the whole time i'm like man they they've they've said damn and bitch and shit harley quinn like fuck somebody off at one point like yeah like man it was crazy um you had the one scene where she's like in the club singing and then she's like shaking her breast everywhere and it's just like What's going on? She she's like half naked, bent over in her panties, and like 
her butt just looks crazy. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, like I just so like I didn't like those ends. I didn't like the cheesy parts. I didn't like when Harley Quinn qu- cried to like talk. Yeah. Uh, Poison Ivy down from what she was like her evil scheme. Like that was cheesy. The ending so, fight scene was cheesy. Um, because it ends with. You talking about with, with Swamp well, Thing? Well, Swamp Thing for one, because he just shows up, talks, and leaves, and it was stupid. But then uh, they're, like, losing the fight, and then Batman just lights a match, and then they cut out, and that was the whole ending. I mean, what, what was that? Yeah, and they, like, both kiss Harley yeah. Quinn on the cheeks, which was also weird. Yeah, so, like like you said, like, all the, all the extreme stuff was, like, eh. All the middle stuff was the good stuff. Like, anytime they went to extreme, like, overly sexual or, like, overly cheesy, that stuff was, like, eh. But, like, all the middle ground stuff was, was, was I, it was fairly solid, you know? Like, I like the whole, I like the dynamic between Batman and Harley Quinn and how Batman's just kind of like, hey, like, I can't trust you. Like, I never could trust you. I never will trust you. You're a fucking lunatic. Like... How can I trust you, Harley? Like, there are people's lives at stake. I'm not playing games with you. Like, this is real. So I, I like that. Um, but like you said, all the other weird stuff is just like... I even would say I like the, um, the real-world problems Harley Quinn was having. Like, the fact that, like, oh, I'm a psychiatrist, but, like, nobody is going to hire me after all of these things I've done. And there's, like, a scene where she's got, like, rejection letter after rejection letter of her trying to get a job, and she's trying to, like, play it straight. Like, I, I thought it was a cool side to see um, with Harley Quinn, you know, I'm going to go straight, but I can't even freaking do it. Nobody's ever going to hire me, so I'm just, I'm a waitress playing myself <laughs> to make money. Yeah, that's true. Um, that was a good part. You're right. Yeah, because uh, Nightwing's just like, like you have, like, why are you living in a abandoned apartment building? Yeah, like her apartment building. She's like yeah. the only person living in it because it's like abandoned, but it's like the only thing she can afford. He's like, why are you living in a place like this? You have a PhD. <laughs> like, go get you a go get you a real job. And she's like, what? Like, I I was literally in a relationship with the craziest man on earth. Like, who you think's gonna hire yeah. me now? Yeah, so no, that that was good to see. That was pretty cool. Uh, you know, all in all, I mean, I en- I enjoyed the movie. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. It was it was cool. I mean, it was worth watching it the one time. Will I go back and revisit the movie? And I don't think I will. I don't know. Probably not. No, but you know, it was it was fine for what it was. I mean, it was a nice, like you said, it was a nice little throwback to, you know, the Batman the Animated Series. If anything, it kind of just made me want to go back and rewatch Batman the Animated yeah. Series. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I, I would rate it with the other animated movies that they've made. I would rate it last. So, I mean, they have Return, the, uh, the Phantom one. I always blank on the name. Yeah. Oh, like the other Batman the Animated Series ones. Yeah. Mask so of the Mask Fan- of the Phantasm. Yeah. Sub Zero, um, and then Sub-Zero. Mystery of the Batwoman, and then I would put Batman Harley Quinn. Yeah, I agree with that. So you know, if you really want to, you know, uh, um, Batman the Animated Series fix, go back and watch the other ones. This one's this one's yeah. just okay. <laughs> Still somewhat enjoyable. Some weird stuff, but ah, yeah, 
It is. Right, one more Batman thing Our before we, we move on here. Um, they did release a sneak peek at uh, Gotham I Gaslight. Have you seen it? They did. Yeah, um, I did see it. Which got me excited for it. It looks good. And I, I'm so yeah. far, I mean, the listeners that don't you know, wanna... this is Batman versus Jack the Ripper. It's, you know, placed, you know. Yeah, so it's an Elseworld story. Like, it's a, it's a storyline that exists outside the main continuity of Batman and, like, the DC universe. Right. And what's cool about it is it, it's placed, I don't so, know what year it's placed in. It's a... 1800s? Whatever year Jack the Ripper. Yeah, the 1800s, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and what's cool is what they do is they, they have all, like, the, you know, main Batman characters, but they're slightly different in this universe. And, like, in the sneak peek, you, you get to see, you know, like, Catwoman in there, but not as Catwoman. And you see Poison Ivy, and you see Commissioner Gordon, and Bullock, and Alfred, and you see all of them, but, they, you know, they're set in a different time. Batman rides a horse in this, and... Um, he's got like a yeah. like a steam motorcycle kind of thing. I think I saw him riding at one point. Like, it looks like a really cool and something I'm excited for is in a lot of these animated movies or even in the real movies, you don't see too much of the detective part of Batman. And I'm hoping this is going to be the opposite. Like he's the world greatest detective, and that's really what I want to see him do. Yeah, I mean, you think it's an like the whole idea is him trying to solve the mystery of who Jack the Ripper is. So. All it mostly is is detective skills. Like he has to figure this out. Um, I mean, I never read the. So I never. I haven't read that comic no, book. No, I plan it? to now. I want to read it before it actually comes out. Yeah, definitely. So we'll definitely read it before the movie comes out, and probably you know, uh, time into each other and talk about that when we when we talk about that movie. Um, but no, yeah, I am excited for it. It's something different, you know, and we we kind of need something different. <laughs> See, now, here's the thing. DC, like, the animated DC movies, more often than not get it yeah, right. Yeah, no, they're on point. Like, <laughs> why can't... Yeah, why can't the live-action movies, like, take note from the animated movies? Like, it's crazy to me. Yeah, no, I... It's... Because there are a lot of great DC animated movies out there, but the live-action ones are just not on the same level. It's crazy. Yeah. They need to get the, the, the writers and the people working on the animated ones and move them over. Yeah, they definitely do. That's Warner Brothers, get your <laughs> shit together, all right? All right, so the Defenders. Switching gears here, right? Switching from DC to Marvel, coming back to my <laughs> domain. Let's do this. We're talking the Defenders. We're talking the good. We're talking the okay. We're talking the meh. We're talking all of it, baby. And I guess there's some bad in there, so we're talking that too. Let's talk. Sean, what do you think the story was? Let's 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 have you sum up the story in like a minute. Oh, a minute. All right. Um. So we got this evil organization known as the Hand. Um, which are made up of five people, which obviously make up a hand. They, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> people miss that. <laughs> They're five fingers of a hand, I don't know, whatever. So, it's four fingers and a thumb, technically, get it right uh, now. Whatever. Just get it. I already messed up. <laughs> so, basically, what's going on is I mean, throughout all the other Netflix Marvel shows, but you know, we finally get to get a better idea of the organization. They're 
attacking New York because underneath New York, there's this like temple area, I'm gonna call it, that they're trying to break into, but breaking into it's probably gonna destroy New York. Um, and they want what's inside it. You don't figure out what's inside until the end. And it's a dragon skeleton, whatever. And that gives them the power um, of immortal life. You got the, the four heroes that don't want to be called the heroes. They don't want to use the H word coming together to try to stop it all. They all got the slightly H-word. different reasons for being there. Um, which was really well put together, but they're going to work as the team, not the Avengers, but the defenders to defend the city. I feel like that's good. I feel that's that was a good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with it. You don't even have to watch you, the show you, now. If you give yourself a pat on the back. Just listen to my thing, and then you've gotten the whole, the whole stuff. Dude, spot on, bro. You, you got the whole thing. Like, that's all you need. <laughs> just, just, just play that part back, minute or less. Sean summarized the whole show. You don't even need to watch it now. Do we even need to talk nah, about this? Yeah, now? we're just we're just in the episode right here. It's perfect. All right, guys. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. No. Now let's get to this. All right. So, what'd you think? That's I guess I'll start I with that. I, Besides, I mean, I know what you, we know what the story is. What'd you think overall before I we liked dive it? Into I wouldn't it. say I loved it. But I liked it. It, it kept me entertained. Okay. Um, there's things that's good. There's things that bad about it. Um, I, I've told you before that I was not big on uh, the Iron Fist. Um, like, I didn't even finish the season. I got to episode 10 of 13, and I just yeah, found no, it boring. Yeah, no, which is crazy. Um, and I, it picked up, like... So, something I liked about it is the story seemed to pick up where all the other scenes, seasons left off, which is perfect, because if you watch all those shows, you kind of want to know what happens with all these other characters. Um, and you get to see that happen. It left off with Iron Fist. Were you lost at all, even though you didn't finish the Iron Fist series? They did a good job, and you get an idea on what I missed, right? And I think, I think oh, if I hadn't seen so sure. much, I would have been lost. But since I was, you know, I was over halfway through it, like, I wasn't lost. Like, I got what was going on. And then they had, like, you know, he was, right. like, dreaming about things happening, and then I was able to connect the dots of what happened. Um, but I even found, like, in the beginning of the show... His scenes, I was still bored. Like, I wanted to see what was going on with everybody else except for him. I could be by myself on that. Um, and he became a little bit cooler as, you know, the show progressed. Because I feel like a big part about it was him being the Iron Fist. And then, you know, they needed him to get them into the temple. And so he, it was a little bit more interesting with that character. But in, like, the beginning, I thought he yeah. was super boring. Um, I Yeah, so, I mean, I, I that's one of the... F- look, look here. So... You know, the last review we did, it was a little all over the place. Uh, uh, what was it? Spider-Man yeah. coming, I think. So we're going to make sure we run a tight and efficient review this time. So I got notes, and you bet your ass that they're good. <laughs> so that's actually the first thing I have written down, um, like the episodes leading up to it. Because when you look at a lot of the reviews, like a lot of people, you know, when the when the early episodes come out, so... You know, for a lot of these Netflix shows, at least the, the really highly anticipated ones, um, for, like, critics and stuff like that, they'll usually give them, like, the first four or, or so episodes, three or four episodes, to, like, review and things like that to get, like, more and more people, like, either hyped for the show or... I'm sure that's always the intention, to get them more hyped for the show. Unless it sucks, then it <laughs> probably backfires on them and people are like, eh, maybe I don't want to watch this. Um, but a lot of the early reviews were talking about 
you know, basically they don't come together really in like the first four episodes. It, I think it's not until like halfway through the fourth episode or so, or maybe the end of the third, maybe where they like finally come together, like all four of them as a team. Um, so, and a lot of people were saying like, it's just, it was not working up until the point where they came together. So I know you say that you weren't a huge fan of it, but I, I would actually disagree. I, I, I rather enjoyed like the build up. I don't know, maybe it's just because I enjoyed the build up too. Like, I just didn't I like, like Iron the build up. I liked, every, I liked what was going on with the other three characters. Oh, okay. And I like how you saw them come well, I together because I mean I feel like that could have been a big struggle yeah. of like how these four characters are gonna meet, and I feel like they did that well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from Iron Fist show, like there were a lot. There were some hits and misses, but there were a lot more misses than there were hits, right? And it did kind of make you like, eh, kind of not really like the character. But no, like him in this show, even beforehand, I, I, I liked him a lot more than what I liked him in his own show. I feel like he really, they did a good job of making his character kind of like the central story and like using him as like the glue to like bring all of them together so like in those episodes building up to it i liked seeing i liked you know piecing things together and being like okay like you see him at first and you're like how how are these all of these things gonna tie in together like daredevil's retired like luke cage just got out of prison you know jessica jones is just being jessica jones and iron fish just got off a helicopter from who knows where um and you kind of wonder, like, how are all of these pieces going to come together? So I liked seeing that and, like, being able to piece it together because, to me, that buildup kind of made it uh, more epic when they finally did come together. And I'm like, yes, like, yes, we finally get to see them. Like, it was exciting. Like, I didn't hate the I didn't hate the first few episodes when they were together. I mean, they could have moved a, a lot quicker, and it did frustrate me how long it took to get there. But it wasn't, I don't know, I guess it wasn't, like, necessarily a bad frustration. It was more of just kind of like a, like, the kid in me, like, come on, <laughs> like, let's let's do it. Like, let's get them together. What are we waiting for? Oh, that was a perfect moment. No, it's, we got to wait longer, you know. So, I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed them. I, I thought the buildup was really good. Um, and then, in particularly, I really liked seeing Iron Fist and Luke Cage's dynamic to begin with you know like i think so in case you didn't know for those who don't know iron fist and luke cage are actually a team in the comic books like they've had a couple of series together power man and iron fist where they're the heroes for hire the name is basically um what it sounds like like they were they were heroes and they they took money in order to do jobs to like save people or whatever the case may be. So like they do actually have like a comic book history. They're actually really the only two characters that have a big comic book history together. So I like seeing Let them together you this. for like the first time. In I, like seeing, I, I agree with everything you're saying right now. Do you feel that the characters we have seen in these shows, um, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist would fit and a heroes for hire setting, meaning, do you think that they together would take money to be heroes? No, the like this version of these characters would not uh -huh. do that, right? Because the whole time Luke Cage is like, 
I just want to do good. Like, I just want to do good because I have the ability to do something about it and I need to do it. Like, if anything, out of the four of them, he's the one who wants to be a hero the most. Like, Iron Fist is more just more so like, I just need to stop the hand. Like, I don't necessarily need to be, I don't, after I do that, whether or not I'm going to continue to be a hero, I don't know. But it's more so like, he he has that mindset of this is what i was trained to do this is my duty my responsibility like my destiny to stop the hand so that's more so his focus again daredevil's retired like he wanted to be a hero at first but now he's like nah i'm done with that i gotta move on with my life and jessica jones never wanted to be a hero so out of the four of them luke cage is the only one that really wants to do good just for the sake of doing good yeah and so, i couldn't see him like no, trying to take heroes for, for higher title and then know. like you know, nah, Iron Fist yeah. is rich, so why the hell does he need money? Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, heroes for higher, higher title wouldn't necessarily work. But from this dynamic that we saw, I I would enjoy seeing a show of just the two of them. You know, just Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, dude, just their banter back and forth was just great. Like when <laughs> when Claire takes him to meet, and she he's just like. He's like, dude, like, what's up with your skin? He's like, what's up with that fist? He's like, I earned this. Luke is like, what? Like, what do you mean you earned it? Like, it's just like, it's just like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you earned it. You didn't earn it. Like, dude, your fist glows. Or like when they're talking about like, he's like, yeah, I had to fight a dragon and stick my hands into his molting heart. And Luke K just looks at him like, what? Like, what, is it, what what is this dude high on? Like, what's going on? Yeah, no, here? they did that really, so, really no, well. I, yeah, their dynamic was great. I mean, we also got a a little bit of like, um, you know, Jessica Jones and and Daredevil, which they also had a pretty good dynamic. I don't know if I would say I like it better than Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but I don't know. Who do you think out of out of the characters? Did you like seeing them all together more? Did you like one particular dynamic over the other? Like, did you see like seeing Luke Cage and Iron Fist more, or Daredevil and Jessica Jones, or Jessica Jones and Luke Cage? Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it's like a compound answer, but all four of them together was probably the coolest. Because um, when they're together, you're like, yes, now go beat everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. But, I mean, if you take that out, then, yeah, Luke Cage and Iron Fist together, I think, had a really good dynamic, and it got you excited because of that Heroes for Hire thing. Um, and it, their banter was really good. I like when they, like, tied up Iron Fist, and, like, Luke Cage is like, well, I'll stay here, and he's, like, chatting him up while he's, like, sitting in the chair and, like, reading his newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole... Them together was super entertaining. Uh, I... Th- yeah, even, like, their power dynamic was good, you know, like, their strengths. Like, the fact that, you know, Iron Fist is, like, you know, it's like the um, like the sealed shield and sword kind of dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, Luke Cage is, like, just the big shield for the rest of them because he has the unbreakable skin and everything. So, there are many, you know, a couple times in the show where, like, a gun comes somebody with a big gun breaks into the room of the ninjas that they're fighting and luke cage just jumps in front of everybody and just yeah. blocks it you know and then you got iron fist coming from around the corner just throwing his fist so like even kind of like that that sword and shield dynamic between them i thought like their powers and stuff i thought was really good and even like you said like the scene where luke cage is like 
you know, I'll stay here. Um, they're like, well, why are you going to do it? And he's just like, well, if he wakes up, like, I'm the only one who could take a punch from him. So, I mean, <laughs> what do you, like, it's, I don't really have a choice. Like, I'm the only one who can do this. So, it was, it was cool to see them kind of play, play into that, not just their personalities, but even their powers and abilities, you know, I thought was, I thought was pretty cool. So while we're talking about the dynamics, um, we got Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, right? In the comic books, they eventually get married and Jessica Jones, they had a little bit of a relationship Mm -hmm. and then they broke up and now Luke Cage is with the nurse, Claire. Do you think that they will eventually switch gears as Luke Cage's relationship will end and he'll be back with Jessica Jones? Or do you think they're not going to go that route at all? I, look, I want them to, honestly. I don't. Maybe it's just, you know, the, the comic book guy in me. I want to see them together. I like the idea of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones being together more than him being with Claire. Because, uh, again, like, that's, I guess it's just the purest. Like, that's, that's how it was in the comic books. And, honestly, you know, in the first season of Daredevil, like, Claire was, they were kind of starting a relationship. And I think I liked seeing her more so with daredevil than i do with luke cage like but uh, yeah i don't know but if if i had my choice i would rather jessica jones and luke cage end up together than him end up with claire because even in the comic books you know again they get married and they eventually have like a kid together yeah so it's like i i would rather see that than than him stay with claire i just feel like that that relationship is not i don't know it's not the greatest to me I agree. I feel the same way. I want to see them together and, you know, do it. And uh, I like when, the you know, things stay true to the comic book. Um, so, yeah, I would prefer that. Yeah, that's that's the best part. Speaking of staying true to the comic book, right? So, the we got the four heroes. Traditionally, Daredevil has a costume. Iron Fist has a costume. Jessica Jones originally had a costume when she was still like a a superhero, the superhero Jewel. And Luke Cage has never truly had like a costume. He's had like an outfit. I thought Power Man had a costume. Like an actual, like. Yeah, that like. Yeah, that like headband. His costume was like. Yeah, he had like the, the, the tiara and the wristbands and a yellow shirt and jeans. And they, they do the they do the yellow quite a bit. Like they quite often you see Luke Cage in, in yellow. Maybe not in the first episode he's in a straight up just all yellow shirt. And then there's another couple of times where like there's yellow in his clothing or something along those lines. But did you did it seem out of place when Daredevil was in his costume and nobody else had on a costume? Maybe a little bit. I'll be honest, though. The whole time I was kind of waiting for him to put that suit on. So, like, when he did it, I was like, here we go. Because, like, you, you don't know. Yeah. It, he it's, means it's business cheesy now. When he's, like, wearing, like, it was a funny scene to see him, like, grab Jessica Jones' scarf. And the, I mean, there was, like, yeah. almost a humor element when he was, like, standing there in his costume. And everybody's, like, looking at him. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing right yeah, now? What is this dude? And that yeah. scene with uh, Jessica Jones when he's... She's like nice ears, and he's like, oh, they're horns. Like, I mean, those funny parts yeah. to it. Um, I could see how it could be weird with it standing out, like nobody else is in the costume, and then here he is. Um, but on the other side, like I was like excited, and I was waiting for him to put it back on. So, yeah. 
I would have felt better if Iron Fist had his costume. Like, why can we not see Iron Fist in his costume? Like, they, I don't know. To me, it, it, it could have been very easy to, like, throw it in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, his costume is not that big of a deal. Like, it's, like, in my opinion, Daredevil's costume is more of a stretch than Iron Fist, right? Because Daredevil is, like, straight up, you're trying to look like a devil, right? He has the horns. He has the all red. Like, Iron Fist's costume is just basically a martial arts suit with a low-cut collar so you can see the tattoo on his chest. And then he wears, like, a Ninja Turtle-style, like, headband that's just yellow. But that could easily be passed off as, like, a ninja thing because he was trained by, like, monks and ninjas versus, like, Daredevil's costume, which is, like, a little bit more of a stretch. I don't know. I, it just would have been cool to me if they would have... And there's rumors that he's going to get his costume in season two. And we've seen it before. And in Iron Fist, in, the, in his series, we see, like, a flashback to one of the previous Iron Fists. And, he, and he's basically in the costume. So it's just like, if nothing else, it could have been like, hey, you know, this this costume has been passed down from Iron Fist to Iron Fist from generations. Like, you know, he could have had it somewhere. They could have made that happen. Interesting point, not to get completely off topic here. But, and I didn't finish the series as we already discussed. But all the monks died, right? That's how uh, his season ended. So, so we, we think. think. So if they are dead, yeah. they didn't necessarily die. There's no proof. Basically, he went back to Kunlun, which is where he was trained, and it wasn't there. So if they were dead and I was gone, not saying it is, but if it was, does that mean that he is the last Iron Fist? Uh, yeah. That I mean, I guess that would mean that. Yeah, he would be the only one in existence. I think there's only one at a time. Right. But yeah, he would be current. Yeah, the last one. But you know, again, because he said in the beginning of his of his series, like Kun Lun is like, um, it like moves through different dimensions, and it's only in their dimension like once every like fifteen years or something. So it could have just moved. Like it didn't necessarily get destroyed because it wasn't like he went back and saw like a burned down city or something like that. Like it just wasn't there. Like. He went to into the mountains, and the the whole city just was not there. Like it was just a hole where it used to be. So it's just kind of like it could be gone. We don't know if they right. died or not. But I don't know. I thought I thought the costume could have worked. Yeah, it definitely could have. He, it would. I think it would have worked. Um, and then it, it wouldn't have looked so out of place. And that should have been the scene where they put Luke Cage in his in a yellow shirt. And I thought that would have been perfectly. But, you know, um, we, we've been talking a lot about Iron Fist because, again, he's kind of like a main point. And, you know, we already know that you didn't finish the series. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. But I did really like that Iron Fist, I mean, he did a lot more Iron Fisting <laughs> in this show, right? So, like, in his show they made him kind of boring like not not just his personality or his character but his fighting skills in general like when in the first episode where he like goes back to his old like built office building like the Rand enterprises building 
and he like walks in and he's like, hey, I'm Danny Rand. And they're like, no, you're not. You're a bum off the street. Get out. And they send the security guards after him. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going. I'm, I'm getting up to this floor. And he's like, like sweeping the security guards like out of the way, like without actually like hitting them or anything. He's just kind of like ducking and dodging <laughs> all like smoothly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, this, yeah, this guy, he's, he's got skills. And like, we never really see anything else like that. In fact, one of the most epic fight scenes is probably not with him. It's with Colleen Wing, the sore fight with uh, her, her sensei or whatever. Like, so it's just kind of like, man, like, he could have did a lot like out of the four of them he's probably i mean we know luke cage and jessica jones don't know martial arts which they even addressed and i love that they addressed it in the show and jessica jones has the one scene and she's like am i the only one left in the city that doesn't know comedy? <laughs> like i thought that was great because she doesn't like in going into it you kind of wonder like how the hell is she gonna like play into this like i mean Luke Cage is a little bit different because he has impenetrable skin, so he can fight a, a, a ninja with a sword and not have to worry about it because he can't get cut anyway, so that's different. Um, but Jessica Jones is like a completely different story. But anyway, but yeah, you see Iron Fist do more fighting. Like, you really see his skills come forward. Like, there's the one scene where he just goes into the office and there's like, you know, the boardroom meeting and there's like 20 ninjas there and you see him just fighting off like all of them at once and it's like he can do that like it it was it's not a stretch to believe that he could actually make that happen like if out of the four of them if anybody's gonna fight off 20 guys at once like it's iron fist like so i, I like that they kind of i feel like luke cage could do it too yeah he could but again not he wouldn't be able to do it based off of his fighting skills yeah. alone. He'd be he could do it because he has unbreakable skin. So he doesn't have to worry about being hit or punched or stabbed or anything like that. You know, but if they came in and they found a way to hurt him, like he wouldn't stand a chance against some ninjas. Like even when he was fighting some of the more skilled ones, like the members of the hand, like he was getting hit, like he and he didn't really know what to do, like uh Bakudo like knocked him onto that um onto a car at one point. And I mean he yeah. could take it, but again, like he was up against a skilled ninja who could actually like cause some damage, no matter how small or insignificant it was, like he was able to do it. So that's what I mean. But like Iron Fist can genuinely fight. Like he has crazy skills. And it's just Yeah. That's why I, it made sense in the scene where all three of them had to fight him in order to take him down. Like that is what would need to happen. Like Daredevil wouldn't be able to beat him alone. Like it would take all three of them to take him down. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so next up we got the villains, right? So, uh, we got the main villain, which was Alexandra. What'd you think? I liked her. I didn't think she was the best villain we've seen in these shows. I mean, I would even call her. Uh, yeah, I would even close. say it was close. 
Um, I mean, I liked when I was watching her, like, you know, within the first couple of scenes of seeing her, they're like, oh, she's incredibly old. Like, you can tell. And I liked that almost, like, had, like, a humor, yeah. kind of creepy element to it. Like, when, he's talk- when she's talking about uh, Beethoven and Mozart, I think it is, and maybe it's not them, but, like, she they're playing classical music, and then, like, you know, like, the, the person that's, like, in head of the classical music is, like, trying to get facts, and she's like, no, actually, it was like this, this, and this, and you're like, oh, she knows those guys because she's super old. Like, it was, it was cool seeing yeah. that stuff. <laughs> um, her, uh, her obsession with the black sky was kind of, like, a cool element, right? And she talks about, like, her daughter and how she was never really meant to raise a daughter because she was always meant to raise the black sky. That, that was kind of cool to have in there. But I mean, other than that, it's not like you like felt for this character. It's not like you thought like she was even that scary even. Um, I mean, like if you compare it to like villains in the other shows, um, you know, um, Jessica Jones, you had the blue man Purple Man, the Purple Man, sorry, the Purple the Man, purple man um, <laughs> which was a scary villain, right? Like you would see him, the Green <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, but you would see this character and you would be terrified of him, right? Like if, like, that's like true. just, yeah, yeah just Gray hearing about the character, you'd be like, oh, that's cheesy. And then you saw the show and you're like, oh my god, could you imagine, like, just running into this guy and he yeah. can make you do whatever the fuck you want? Um, and then you know. Daredevil, um, you got Wilson Fisk, which, like, you felt for that character, right? Like, you almost saw his side. Like, there could have been points in the show where you started rooting for him instead. Like, you understand what he was trying to That's do. That's true. So they did... I think there were a couple of times where I did that. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> this guy has a little bit of a point here. But you didn't, you didn't get that with, you know, Alexandra. Like, you, she was the evil person. She was there. Like, you didn't really... You didn't be scared of her you didn't like kind of agree with her like so she I mean she was just okay so were you bothered at all that they just killed her just kind of like randomly like that i don't know if i'll say i was bothered i was surprised though like i didn't see that happening in that scene like i kind of thought she was gonna make it um through the whole show um yeah definitely I thought the same thing. Yeah, it it was a little bit of a shock. Like you said, I didn't necessarily feel anything. Like, I wasn't like, oh, man, they killed her. I was just, I was more shocked than anything else. And then, you know what was crazy, though, is that, like, initially I was shocked. And then I thought back to, like, Luke Cage and how I was like, oh, man, they just, they just killed off another villain. Like, it was just nothing. Like, because they did the same thing in Luke Cage. Like, we had um, um, Cottonmouth. And they just kind of yeah. killed him. Like, I was just like, wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think he was going to die. Although Cottonmouth was a much more compelling villain than Alexandra. She's just, again, like you said, I mean, her scene where Electra first came out of the, 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 the revival chamber or whatever <laughs> it is, and she's like, you know, coming at her, and she's just kind of like, like She's kind of like doing the Iron Fist thing where she's just kind of like swooping her around and she's just like ducking and dodging and like putting her in holds like no problem. I was just like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. See, I didn't even think but it was believable. That, yeah, though. Like, like I saw that that's scene true. and I was like, man, that was crappy acting. 
Did not work for me at all. Uh, it, I mean, it kind of worked for me. I, I, or maybe it was just because I was just looking for something. Like I was just kind of like, like I need to see her do something. Cause she hasn't done anything. Like the whole show, she doesn't really do much. You know, like the other members of the, like Madame Gao does more physical things than she does and she's like a 106 year old woman so it's like what are you doing you're supposed to be the and they paint her to be like the strongest member of the hand almost damn near like the leader of the hand but yet she seems to be like the weakest (laughs) like not bringing anything to the table (laughs) yeah like nothing at all so it's kind of like why are you why are you really here but on the flip side I was not a fan at all of like Electra's change in personality. Like I not really feeling that. Yeah. So would you say like if she had the same personality she did in Daredevil season two, you would like her more? Yeah. I mean, I liked her better as kind of like this. I liked her better kind of like as an anti-hero, you know, an anti-hero, like the, 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 the on the line kind of thing. The you don't really know which way she's gonna fall. Like she could she could save his, you know Matt's life or she could fuck it all kill up. her himself <laughs> herself. Like you know like so it's just I I like that version of her character better. Like this version of her character. Like they tried to get you emotionally attached to her by doing the whole scene where she like goes back to Matt's apartment and like lays in his bed and like has these memories. But it's just. The whole time, she's just like, she doesn't say anything. She's just like this weapon, and it's kind of, I don't know. It it didn't really play, play well in the end when she, like, decides like, oh, you know what? I'm, forget this. I'm done listening to everybody. I'm I'm taking over, and it's like, dude, why didn't the four of them just like, kill her together? Like, you know, it's. I don't know. I I didn't like her as as the big bad. I was See, not I mean, a fan. I mean, some things about her. So I liked the fact that she died and she got brought back because that's true to the comic. I'm never true. one to be big on like doing stories where characters have. I'm not big on internal struggles, and I'm not big on characters not remembering who they are and then their personalities being different. Like, when I see those things, like, in TV shows and everything, too, like, I find those to be, like, the most annoying episodes. You know what I mean? So, seeing that throughout the show where, like, the whole beginning, she doesn't know who she is and she's trying to figure it out. And then, yeah, she has those scenes where she's laying in Matt's bed figuring it all out again. Like, it's kind of like whatever. Um, something I don't understand about her is like I get that she's like a skilled fighter and she's supposed to be like the black sky and there's some prophecy but like what made her so skilled and better than I mean than the hand who have these other really super skilled fighters and you know better than the iron fist and like what took her to the next edge where like oh my god she get resurrected now she's like she was a good fighter but what made her like the most amazing fighter like if she was this good why'd she die in the first place like she had to die come back to be that good like she could have fought the whole hand ninjas off all by herself yeah i kind of wondered the same thing too like i said like you know when she does kill alexandra and they're all there it like i said it just made me wonder i think and at that point, there was only three of them left. They had already, the stick had already cut the head off uh, 
the other one. But it it was kind of like like there's three of you and there's one of her. Like is she really that much better than the rest of you that you guys can't kill her? Like right, it, you're right. I I don't It seemed like you know like Daredevil kind of struggled against like fighting some of the members of the hand or like he was at least equal. But the idea is that Elektra is supposed to be like more powerful than them. So when he goes to fight Daredevil, you would think that like she would destroy him. And Daredevil was holding back when he was fighting her, but it's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of I wasn't a big fan of either villains or like their plan. Like, give a breakdown of their plan again. For so us. like, yeah. So like, I mean, there. I guess the. And I mean, I guess this is what the plan. So I guess the big plan was, you know, um, basically all the members of the hand are immortal. They're immortal because the dragon that Iron Fist had to fight in order to become Iron Fist. I guess you can harvest the marrow of those dragons bones and like turn it into like the elixir that like keeps them alive forever which is basically the same shit that like revived Electra, but they used the last of it to revive Electra. So I guess the whole plan is that they're trying to get more of this, more of these dragon bones that is buried under this building in the middle of New York. But I, when they get it, they'll like blow up that area of New York, which will like collapse the entire city. I, I, what? I feel like they needed your exact sum up like word for word right at the end of it like that was perfect because that was definitely not that clear throughout the show it's just like who can like why do people why do these writers believe that there needs to be such an elaborate ass plan in order for something to work like the plans don't need to be this elaborate. They just don't. And then not only that, but it's so elaborate to the point where it becomes convoluted and just makes no sense. It, it, it. I gotta say this too. It's it's a because big letdown a too because they seem like they were building up to this. I mean, they were definitely building up to it in Iron Fist. They were building up a little bit in Daredevil. And then you get to it right. and you're like, well, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and they needed an Iron Fist in order because apparently an Iron Fist is the one who locked up this like cavern where these bones are. So they needed another Iron Fist in order to open it. And of course, Electra Laurels uh, gets Iron Fist down there and like baits him into fighting her and activating his fist. And then she just easily like dodges the punch and directs his fist into the into the gate like he's not just a warrior he is literally a key which was also like okay um he's a key sure why not (laughs) why wouldn't he be Uh, to open this door when it's literally just you just need something hard enough to hit it and it has to be an iron fist in order to break this rock apart Uh, i don't know man like yeah i i just think the the plan to me was just like just shit like i enjoyed it more when things were just simple like the first fight scene where they're just like we just need to stop the hand 
And then, you know, Iron Fist is fighting like 20 dudes in the building. And then Luke Cage busts through the door. And they're all just fighting together. Like, that was perfect. But then when they got to, like, the ending and, like, the big plan, like, I'm just like, this is just so goofy. Like, like what's, what are they doing again? Like, what's going on? I don't know, man. I, I just <laughs> didn't make any sense. Last thing about villains. I want you to explain something to me. You ready? Okay. Why did you. Madame Gao have powers? So, that's actually one of the close calls we oh. have for this episode. So I'm just I'm just gonna save, save it that for later. For All a right. Bit. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna be at it in like a couple minutes because we only got like one more thing to hit. Um, I guess lastly. Would you want to see another season of this? Also, would you want to see the... Would you like to see this team in the larger MCU universe? Because we know it's connected. I mean, they did a good job of not really referencing much to do with the MCU in this movie. But it is a part of the larger MCU universe with Iron Man and Captain America and all of those characters. So, like, do you think... Would you like to see this team in like a Marvel movie? Before I answer that, there is one Easter egg um, and one of the scenes when they are in, man, I'm going to blank on her name, Dare, the girl from Daredevil, who's a reporter now. Um, Claire? No, Claire's the nurse. No, that's not Claire. Um, dang, I wouldn't have forgot her name <laughs> until you, unless you said I had to put you right on the spot. That's what happens. Yeah, you did. Oh, man. It's not Claire? No, Claire's the other one. Anyways, her. <laughs> yeah, her. In sure. her office, you see in the background, you see the two newspaper clippings, one from the incident of New York, which is like the first Avengers movie. Right. Avengers And then one, there's yeah. one, which I thought was really cool, and I'm not going to take credit for noticing this. I saw this on another video. Um, but it's the fight from the Hulk movie. Because it's talking about that street. Oh, yes, really? it's the fight between the Hulk and the uh, Abomination. The Abomination? Um, so oh, so nice. they have little references. And I guess in one of the other scenes, you see Stan Lee in a poster. And you can see in like a summer. Yeah, shots. I did see that. I was about to say, did you yeah. see Stan? I think he was, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was one of the shots when they were on the street. He was either like on the side of a bus stop or something like that like it was he wasn't a, I saw I saw like a video showing it but I didn't I didn't catch it in the show but it's a scene where like Daredevil is following Jessica Jones and then Jessica Jones following Daredevil so they showed it like going yeah. the street one way and going the other way but it's on a, a bus stop um on a bus stop like on a sign on it you see him there yep yeah it's like on yeah um, Karen, Karen that's Karen. what it, you know and I know it started with a K I was gonna I say was, Kate and I was like that's yeah, not right it was, yeah, it was something <laughs> I knew it was something along those lines that's why I kept saying Claire Karen, Karen. all right yeah so in the in the background of Karen's office you see those two newspaper articles but anyways um would I like to see them in the the main um Marvel movie universe yes but I don't think we would um and I don't know if the dynamic of those shows would into the movies itself um, I say that and I also think there's going to be some difficulties with the Gardens of the Galaxy going to be mixing with the Avengers and so if they can do that then why couldn't they do this so I see that side of it too but just 
like I can't imagine like Daredevil being there next to Tony Stark. Like I feel like I have a hard time seeing that actually happen. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool to see it yeah, all come see, together, but I don't know. Man. My thing is I don't like yeah, it would be cool to see that. Like I don't necessarily need to see them side by side. Like I don't need to really see you know Daredevil fighting somebody in an alley and and you know Iron Man swooping down and being like what is what what is this Halloween you know with some weird like quippy you know clever <laughs> nice ass remark seats. or something like that like <laughs> yeah like I don't necessarily need to see that but I definitely think that like with in- Avengers Infinity War coming up I think it would be a great opportunity to just kind of like get a glimpse of them together you know what I'm saying like we could assume that from here on out that they they might work together again right and if the whole thing is that pretty much all the Avengers are centered in New York and if Thanos is going to come after him like he's probably going to land in New York right and Thanos is also going to bring his kids, the Black Order, which is four of them, along with him. So you're going to have Thanos and you're going to have four of his warriors along with him. And it's just however, you know, he could come with an army or he could just come with the four of them. And it's just, I think it would be cool because there's undoubtedly going to be like a big, you know, action set piece where we kind of see all of the heroes fighting, right? It's, it's going to happen. We got it in the first Avengers. We got it in the second Avengers. We we got it in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, there's going to be a big scene like that. And I think it would be cool if we kind of, you know, we kind of get a one corner New York. You kind of see Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones maybe fighting one of the members of the Black Order or... Or maybe some like a some of Thanos's like foot soldiers or something like that. Like I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Or even if it's just kind of like, because Thanos's whole thing is he's he's trying to destroy everything. So even it would be cool even if we just see them maybe working together to like save somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like we see Luke Cage like, and and Jessica Jones like lifting up like a huge uh, wall of a building that fell over. Iron fist, like breaking some stuff up with this iron fist, or you know something like that. I think it, I think it'd be cool to, to see that. I I think that would make a lot of people. But happy. do you think we will? But no, I don't. See, you know, yeah, I, I think would. it would be it would be awesome to see. Like I 100% agree. Uh, but then to a point, where do you draw the line? Because I mean, you got the Netflix shows, but then there's also the ABC shows. So do you have Agents of Shield? Yeah, I mean that's a that's true. And if anything, I feel like that's closer related because um was it it's Agent Phil, right? Agent Phil yeah. was, you know, in the first Avengers movie and he died for the Avengers to assemble. Um That's true. But like I, I But then I guess do we see Ghost Rider and Exactly, there, do you see you Ghost know. Rider? Yeah. Do you see uh Inhumans, right? I True. Mean, so yeah, there's like a whole out or already out. Like, where do you draw the line with all that? Yeah, good point. No, still be nice to see. All right. So you know what? I think I think that would be closer to us seeing is I could see Daredevil being in like a split scene of a Spider-Man movie because there's a lot of Spider-Man True. and Daredevil. 
like overlaps in the comic books. Not that there isn't with the other characters, but you see a lot of that. And then with the whole like, you know, Peter Parker wanted being like, you know, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you would think that like just staying with the small towns, he would eventually run into Daredevil. Like, come over to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity for crossover. I mean, Black Panther took over for Daredevil at one point in the comic books. Like he he took over protecting Hell's Kitchens. I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room for crossover. I guess it just dem- depends on you know how they would want to do it or if they would want to do it. Yeah. So, but do you so you want to see a season two of this? I do want to see a season two. One season I wanna, enough. Do you want to see more solo series after this? Like, do you do you think we need a Daredevil season three where it's just Daredevil? Like, are, are we getting to the point where, like, the movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, the solos, the solo outings are kind of getting old, and you'd rather see more team-up stuff? Yeah, I feel like so. We've been having a lot of overlap. Sorry, not overlap. We've had a lot of build-up to come over this to see them all together. And now that we've seen them all together, I feel like you should just stick with that. Because you, yeah. we knew from the beginning when Daredevil came out that they're... They're going for a Defenders series, but they're going to do separate seasons True. for everybody first. So now that we have the Defenders, just keep going with the Defenders, or at the very least, yeah. overlap characters. So um, as we're talking about, I don't think it would be Heroes for Hire, but have Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Um, yeah. Have Luke Cage and Jessica Jones together. Have Daredevil and Iron Fist together. I mean... Overlap would be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, because it would even make more sense. They they set up a lot of potential at the end of the show. Like, because, you know, Daredevil tells uh, Luke Cage, like, protect my city. And then at the end, we see somebody sitting on a rooftop. And I thought it was Daredevil at first. But then we see the fist glow and like, oh, okay, it's Iron Fist. So Iron Fist, like, it's almost as if he was like, okay, he wanted me to do this. So let me try to do it the way he did it, where he's going to go out at night and sit on rooftops and and you know like this kind of so it would make sense that in daredevil season three we see daredevil coming back and seeing iron fist doing what he asked him to do and being like hey bro like i appreciate it i'm good now but thanks a lot you know even that i think would, would work you know like i don't think we need to go back to it just being 13 episodes of just the main character although it it makes a little more sense than like the mcu movies where you're kind of like okay we saw iron man's house get blown up on the news like where the heck is everybody else (laughs) you know like in iron man 3 like these characters are again they were all reluctant to do this in the first place so it kind of makes a little more sense where they're like eh uh, we'll we'll just handle things by ourselves so but i don't know Anyway, all right, so I, I think it's time for... Close calls. Close calls. Like, close calls. Whew. Watch out. Oh, wow. <laughs> close call. This all is right, my favorite so part of the episode. This, I want these, you to know that. The guy, I generally, the whole oh, time, I'm like, let's just get to this close call. <laughs> let's just get to this close call. All right, so for this one, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd do something. Um, well, I don't know. It's different every time, so I guess I can't really say we'll do something a little different because it's always different. But basically, you know, I talked to some people about the show, right? And, you know, I've, I've watched some reviews and, and read some reviews and stuff like that. And I thought we'll just go over a couple of things that 
not everybody understood or thought didn't necessarily make sense. Like questions like I found come up. So I thought I'd ask you these questions and see if you can come up with an actual good reason for why these things. All right, hit me. I'm ready. Ready for this challenge. All right. First one we got. Why? And we, we, you just, you had just asked this. So I'm going to ask you because I have an answer. I'm going to see if you got one. Why is it that out of the five members of the hand, Madam Gao is the only one that has powers? All right. I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good. I'm going to give you an answer. All right. Okay. I feel like it has something to do with the dragons. <laughs> Some. Okay, so elaborate. I'm thinking that when they were at Kung Lao, and I probably am saying that wrong, Kung Lun, that place that with the monks, she somehow got close to the dragon, got some dragon blood or marrow, something on her, and it gave her abilities. That's, that's my, that's my oh, final that's answer. That's what I got. got. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so here's what I think. And again, there... There's no right or wrong answer to these questions. It's no, just kind of. This is a right answer. We just don't know it. Oh yeah, I'm sure that is. But we don't know. We don't. We don't know what it is. We're speculating just like everybody else. My thing is so clearly, Madame Gao is the oldest, right? I mean, they're all old. They prove that because they're all technically immortal. But Madame Gao is literally the only one that physically, like, she physically looks the oldest. Like Alexandra looks relatively old. The I think it's is Nabu, I think. The Chinese one. He looks super young. So does Bakuda. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like they look like middle aged dudes, you know? But Alexandra looks like she could be, you know, in her late fifties, maybe. But Madame Gao looks like a freaking hundred year old woman. <laughs> So she doesn't look that old. She's like she's in her eighties. Nah, you're right. She's I'm Sorry. I'm exaggerating. Um, I think with that, I think so. I think it's clear to say that she's the oldest, even though they are all immortal. It's at some point their physical aging stops, and I don't know whether it's not they choose where they want to stop physically aging, or it just happens a lot slower over time since they're immortal but they still somewhat age you know what i'm saying like kind of like the the wolverine effect where it's like he ages it's just a lot slower lot slower than everybody else so if we look at it that way she's she's clearly much older than the other ones right so with that she's probably done the most training we know that they all come from Kun Lun, so they all were trained by the same people who trained Iron Fist. And it seems like they all tried to become an Iron Fist, but failed. So maybe, and I mean, we could relate it back to your point with the dragon. Maybe she's tried multiple times to become Iron Fist. And in that process, she's honed her skills enough because, you know, Iron Fist talks about his fist comes from his chi, right? So maybe she's at the point now where she can focus her chi enough to like be able to move cars and flip dumpsters with just her energy, but she never was good enough to become an iron fist. That's what I would say. 
Your answer is better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem right. yourself here. So here's the qu second question. Um, I had one of my coworkers ask me this. So in, in the Jessica Jones series, right, we see Jessica Jones takes a shotgun to Luke Cage's chin and pulls the trigger and it like knocks him unconscious. Because the idea is that, yeah, his skin is impenetrable, but everything inside of him is very much vulnerable. So it's kind of like, you know, putting a rock in a tin can and shaking it up. Like it's, his brains kind of got shifted and that's what knocked him unconscious. Even though the bullet didn't penetrate his skin, it still rattled his brain around enough to render him unconscious. So with that being said, why is it that when Iron Fist punched him in the face, he also, he was not knocked unconscious? Because in the Iron Fist series, and I don't know if you made it this far, but he stops a bullet with his fist. Like a guy goes to shoot him and he puts his fist out and he blocks the bullet. I'm talking about just flat out stops it, right? So the idea is that his fist is clearly stronger than a bullet, even if it is like a shotgun or whatever. Like him punching Luke Cage in the face at such close range would be much stronger than that bullet. So why is it that the shotgun knocked out Luke Cage, but Iron Fist's punch didn't? That's an interesting point. Now, with Iron Fist, and you can, you can say, Sean, you're completely off and you're wrong on this, but it always seemed to me that his punches ranged on the amount of strength, right? Because in the comic book, he won at one point, he punches the shield helicarrier and destroys it, right? That's not the same punch he's doing when he's hitting walls. So there's got to be a little bit of a range in there, right? So who knows when he's punching Luke Cage, if it, uh, I'm doubt it's his strongest punch ever he's doing to this dude's face because he's still a human. He's not going to punch somebody like that. So that's, that's my one first right. point to this. My other point is I feel... So you just, he's holding yeah, he's him back. back, right? Because, I mean, okay, he just met Luke Cage, right? And granted that all these hits up to this point haven't done anything, that Iron Fist punch is, is something real. Like, you know, like... So I doubt that he's going his hardest at Luke Cage in the face right now. My other point is Luke Cage gets shot all the time and nothing ever happens to him. The only reason that this was different was because Jessica Jones shot him at super close range with a shotgun actually put to his chin. And so the vibrations of such a close shot is what knocked him out. Because if you had shot Luke Cage from a distance with a shotgun, that's just going to bounce off his skin. It's just a simple fact that it was at a close range under his chin. It was in the perfect spot. And that's what, like you said, rattled his brain and made him knocked out. But that one hit to the jaw wasn't rattling his brain. It was just hitting him really hard. So I think a combination of, like, not punching as hard as Iron Fist physically can, because, I mean, that'd be absolutely uh -huh. ridiculous. And the fact that it's not getting, he's not getting hit in the same place. He's not getting... I mean, a bullet's still different than his fist. So a shotgun at close range under right. his jaw but you're, is not you're the same. That the, the location. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So a big part of it is is 100% the location. Okay. Let me hear your answer. That's fair. That's a good answer. No, I, I like that a lot. Um, 
So what I had came up with, I actually like your answer better. Um, basically, what I had came up with, kind of along the same lines, like he was hold, not necessarily that Iron Fist was holding back, because you know he hits him and he still goes flying into a wall. So it's not like, and he and he even says later, like dude, like that, it was like being hit with a jackhammer, like it hurt, you know. So clearly he hurt Luke Cage. My thing is that this Iron Fist, and we kind of learned this throughout the series. This, like Danny ran this particular Iron Fist is not he's still a very young Iron Fist right like he does not he's not on the skill level of previous Iron Fist like they mentioned it a couple of times like you're the dumbest of the Iron Fist like you're the weakest of the Iron Fist like the hand even says like like they faced multiple Iron Fist before and like he so far is the worst like he's just not on the same level and he's not ready and we even kind of see that because again going back to his series when we see the flashback of a previous iron fist he has both of his fists are glowing and i wonder that throughout the entire series like because even in the comic books he can activate both fists but so far they've only shown him where he can do one at a time so it's kind of like why can't he do both fists like it's clearly possible like they didn't decide to make it impossible in the series we've seen it happen but he doesn't do it so he doesn't have and it comes from his focus so when his mind is cloudy he can't focus enough he can't focus his chi enough in his fist in order to activate the iron fist right he has a hard enough time doing it in one fist let alone two so because of that i think it's just because the reason he didn't knock luke cage out but he still hurt him was because he's just not at that level yet. You know, he's not necessarily at the level where he can hold back or he can let it all free. I think it's more so a tie to his emotions than it is his actual skill. Like, he doesn't have the skill quite yet to, like, knock him out. And that's why it didn't work. That's why he didn't knock him out. I like your idea with the placement, though. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But I, that's that was my thinking of it before you said that. That is just, he's just not at the skill level yet in order to be able to do something like that. Because the idea is, you know, he can break a brick wall, sure, but a bullet can also penetrate a brick wall eventually, especially if it's a high enough caliber bullet. Like, it can penetrate a brick wall. So it's like, if he can, if a bullet can break a brick wall and his fist can break a brick wall, but a bullet can't penetrate Luke Cage you can kind of draw the conclusion that his fist can't necessarily do it because we haven't seen him do anything greater than like punch a wall in. Right. So I think it's just because he's not quite at the skill level yet in order to focus enough chi in his fist to knock somebody like Luke Cage out. Okay. (laughs) That was my thing. It's a close call. It is a close call. I I think I like your answer better. I think I like your answer better. Um, I feel our answers were right, so extremely I got a couple, similar, though. We're both in the same ballpark. They're, they're, yeah, they they weren't they weren't too far apart. But again, like I said, I like your idea of like the placement, because you're right. I've heard before that it's easier to if you like. It, I mean, if you're trying to knock somebody out, you have a a greater chance of doing it by throwing an uppercut at a person and hitting them under their chin than trying to hit them in their jaw and knock them out that way. So. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. That that make that, it made sense to me because, like I said, I've heard something like that before. So that makes yeah. sense. All right. So I got a couple more. Um, so Bakudo, 
which is Ka- the Colleen Wings trainer. Again, you didn't finish Iron Fist, so I don't know if you got to this part. But she kills him in, in Iron Fist. Like, they have a crazy sword fight, and she stabs him, and he dies. And now he's back. But here's the thing. There's a timeline issue with this show, right? So, um, even though... So, Daredevil Season 2 comes out before Iron Fist, right? So, they had already used that elixir to bring Elektra back before the events of Iron Fist happened. And they say to Alexandra, you use the last of our, uh, you know, revival juice to bring back Electra because you believe so much in, that she's the black sky or whatever. But Bakudo is alive again. So if they brought back Electra before Bakudo died, how did he come back if they're out of that serum stuff? So... Oh, I bet you didn't know that, did you? No, I did. I knew this. Um, Oh, okay. I don't think the timelines are necessarily in the order that the shows come out in. Um, Which is something that I I was wondering, actually, uh, at the beginning of this series. Because to me, I mean, looking at the Jessica Jones thing, right? Like, she was still affected about the things that Kilgrave did, which made me feel like this just like happened like it might have happened like maybe a month or two before like this part story picked up so uh because i mean what there was there was like a year when that i mean it's been out longer than a year i think i don't know the exact date but it's been a long while since such because jones has been out and i got the more of the sense that it's only been like two months since you know that stuff happened so i don't know if these timelines are actually meeting up i think something's could be going on at the the same exact time with these shows um because even with uh luke cage i mean i don't know how long technically he was in prison but i can't imagine it was you know months and months i mean it was probably because they had that file it was probably like a month or two and he was out so my answer to this is the timelines are not in the order that the seasons come out in, in which case he died before Elektra because that probably took place before Daredevil season two. Okay, that's fair. But I don't know because I don't so feel for like this they explain one, the timelines that well. Yeah, that's true. So, so for this one, um, I didn't come up with this answer completely on my own. Right, I kind of, kind of heard it from somewhere and pieced some things together myself. Um, but basically if it was that way, so say the timelines did fall in the sense that, you know, this happened act like he was brought back to life after a lecture. We know that the hand, even though that they're, they're this organization and they work together, we see that they don't a hundred percent trust each other. Right. Some of them trust one more than the others. Some of them are like, ah, I don't trust any of you. Some of them are like, I trust all of you with my, you know, they, they seem to have different relationships between the five of them. Like some of them get along, some of them don't. Some of them are like, nah, no. Um, so with that, it would make sense that they would keep secrets from each other. 
especially in the sense that we find out that they all kind of reign over a different country. So, like I said, it would make sense that they wouldn't tell each other everything, right? So, with that, we could we could say that maybe some of them have some of this, like, you know, revival juice kind of hidden away for themselves and didn't necessarily tell the others about it. So, maybe he just kind of had, like, his own secret stash of, like, of, of this elixir stuff. And that's how he was able to bring himself back to life or have one of his like students of that um, place bring him back to life without them knowing or even though knowing that she used the last of it. Maybe Alexandra just used the last of like their main source and they all just a couple of them maybe had a little bit of a stash aside in case something happened to him. You know? Yeah. That was that was that was my thinking. Um but no, you're right. It could it could just very well be like a timeline issue because it does seem a little rocky, the timeline of these shows and stuff. All right, so last one. How did Daredevil survive the collapse of that building? Because we know he survived. We see him at the end, at the very end, laying in the, in the bed um, at the church. So how do you think he survived? Because Daredevil's just a human. Out of the four of them, he's the most human my theory is he is in a tomb full of the stuff that bring people back right like he's there with the bones and and I, i'm still rocking how it work it could be a bone marrow thing or you know whatever but i feel like you know some of that stuff got on him and he was able to be resurrected. So then it comes down to a question of how did he get out of the rubble? True. Because, again, he's just a human. So, I mean, I think there's, there's definitely an element of unknown there. And I think that's what we're going to see in the beginning of season three of Daredevil is, you know, how he, how he survived and how he got out and where Elektra is. But I, I think there's a combination of he could have been resurrected and he was there with Electra, and maybe they were able to find a way out. It's somewhere in between the two. So you think Electra is still alive yeah, too? Yeah, I don't because I can't see how one could be dead and not the other. They were standing right by each other. That's true, and I mean it'd be kind of messed up if they killed her twice. Right. Like, I don't think they would kill a character twice. I don't think ever in the history of the MCU did they kill a character twice. Did they? Well, I guess we thought Loki died twice. No, we knew one time he was banished, and then the second time we thought he died, but he didn't die. Yeah. Fair enough. No, I mean, it's pretty solid. I just thought, like, hey, you know what? They're in a tomb. They're literally in the belly or in the rib cage of a dragon. And these bones are already underneath the ground in a way that, you know, it supports the earth above them. So maybe just when the building collapsed, like, that tomb didn't collapse at least not every part of it you know maybe those bones were just strong enough to support enough of it for them to survive it and then somehow make their way out of it i mean it kind of seems as though since electra's been revived like she kind of has some extra strength to her like you know there's a point where she like punches luke cage and sends him flying you know she's just kind of like so I I don't know maybe maybe she was able to like dig him out and then Daredevil like followed 
or something along those lines. I don't know. But yeah, but that's all I got though. Those are all the all the close calls. <laughs> close call. All of them. Yeah. Good stuff though. You're right on your feet, man. You're right there. But yeah, so I guess that's I guess that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Sean, where can they reach us? Closecallspod at gmail.com. Yep. So we got the email set up. If you guys want to email in, uh, I don't know how many of you guys there are out there listening, but hey, doesn't matter. If you want to email in, if you have something you want us to talk about, a close call you want us to bring up, feel free to email us at closecallspod at gmail.com um, with anything. And I think we're going to start, um, I think we should start maybe mentioning what we're going to talk about in the next episode in one, you know, so like at the end of one episode, we kind of mention what the next one's going to be about. Get so people, <laughs> yeah, and people know ahead of time. So if they have something that they want to email in about the next topic, they can and do so in time before we talk about it. So it will, we'll, we'll get some things together. We'll figure some stuff out. And we'll see how that goes. But thanks for listening to this one, you guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.